0: the kind of wear it tie, But I'm not from nine to five I tried that life but said goodbye I'm
1: not always polite but I get the job done Who says the work can never be done I'm simply unprofessional Evening everybody, welcome back to another episode of Simply Unprofessional. I'm your host, Webby. Join me tonight. We got
2: Devin. Hey everybody, how's it going? It's me, Devin.
1: And we got Rob.
0: Hey guys, it's Rob.
1: So I am back. I apologize for not being here. I had a tooth ripped from my skull. Uh, it was very not pleasant. And ask Rob. I've I've been kind of a, a whiny, a whiny asshole for like the past week. A little bit. Um, the healing process has also been a little slow because. So it was in the upper right hand corner of my mouth, right? And I had gotten out of bed one morning, and I had tripped, and I had fall fallen in my room. Um. And Devin, as you know, we, you know, we have hard floors. They're not, you know, it's concrete floors. (laughs) But I had, I I had smacked the right side of my face on the floor. Uh, So that just kind of added to everything and just the general misery. Um, So, you know, last week when you guys recorded SU, I was, I, I might've even been sleeping, um, I tried to sleep through a lot of it just cuz I was miserable in general. Uh have either of you ever had a tooth pulled?
2: Uh I mean my wisdom teeth though does not really like count though, you are asleep for that usually.
1: I was awake when I had all four of mine pulled and I was awake for that. You're I
2: I mean I was like numbed up, but I think I like passed out cuz like I didn't even like not passed out, but, like, the medicine just put me to sleep because, like, right. I closed my eyes and I then, like, I opened my eyes, and he's like, all right, you're all done. I'm, like, impossible. I've been here for, like, five minutes. What are you talking about? Right. And he's like, no, you're all done. I was like, bullshit. And then he's like, oh, shit. I am done. All
0: right. I've had eight teeth pulled. Four Jeez. at a time. Twice. Jesus. Uh, and they weren't even, like, there was nothing wrong with them. It's just my mouth was too small and they wouldn't have fit, so. Yeah and then the first time they did it they gave me laughing gas which did absolutely nothing like i could tell it like from what happened like i could tell it was affecting me but it didn't help with the pain at all because like everything looked like it was far away like down a tunnel yeah but when they started pulling the teeth like i could feel the pain and they're like oh no it's just pressure i'm like it's not fucking pressure it's fucking pain so then the second time when they did the second four, i think it was like a couple months later I made them put me to sleep. I'm like, you're putting me to sleep or I'm not doing it.
1: (laughs) See, so, I had my wisdom teeth pulled. And, like I said, I had all four of them pulled at the same time.
0: I still Uh, have my wisdom teeth.
1: (laughs) One of mine, well, two of mine, my lower ones, were coming in already, uh, like, one of them had a hole in it and an exposed nerve.
2: That's not good.
1: And it In any case, when I had the wisdom teeth pulled, I had to go to a different dentist than my normal dentist. He gave me laughing gas, which I would say didn't work, but it totally did. Uh, But he also, I was on Valium. um, Same thing because of my anxiety. I had to take a Valium um, like 45 minutes before I went in. And then they had me take another one when I got there. Uh, and then they gave me laughing gas. And then they gave me a shot of, you know, the lidocaine or, or whatever, Novocaine. I think it's lidocaine now. Um, man, when they busted that needle out, I remember the the, the needle itself looked like it was like a fucking... It looked like a ruler. It looked like it was a foot-long needle. And I was like, what the hell are you going to do with that, Doc? He's like, oh, this is so I can numb the area. I was like, what are you going to push it through my entire skull? Why does it need to be that big? Like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they were pulling it, the only reason I know the laughing gas worked. And again, like he told me, he's like, okay, you're going to feel pressure. You're going to feel me pushing around and your head's going to move around. And you're, you're definitely going to hear the cracking of the bone." And he says to a lot of people, that's the most unnerving part. And he gave me earphones and, you know, I was able to listen to music, you know, while while I was doing this. And he's like, you just have to listen to it low enough where you can hear me talking to you so you can give me a thumbs up. And he's like, and if at any point it starts hurting, just raise your left hand. Yeah, I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. So I get all numbed up, right? And I'm just smiling the whole time because of the laughing gas. And they lean me back, and they pull the first one. I didn't feel a thing. They pull the second one. I didn't feel it. I heard the cracking, which, again, that's the unnerving part, I will say. It's it's not cool hearing that in your skull. Uh, but the reason I know the laughing gas works, and, man, a lot of people, like, I don't know, Devin, have you ever had laughing gas?
2: Uh, no, actually.
1: Okay. Rob, when you had it, did it make you, like, giggle at all? Like, did it make you giggly?
0: Mmm. Definitely not after they started pulling the teeth, because I was just fucking crying. Okay. Uh, But in the beginning, like I said, everything looked like it was down a tunnel. I might have been giggly at that point. I don't really remember.
1: Man, okay, so I was giggly for sure. He he started pulling the second tooth, and I had my eyes open. Now, a lot of times, especially when they're working in my mouth, I have big, fat cheeks. So when I smile, my eyes tend to close anyway. But I remember I was looking up. I was just looking straight up, and the nurse was holding, like, she was, like, leaning over, doing, the, like, the little mouth suction tube thingy. And she kept, like, she kept, like, pushing on my forehead, like, kind of, like, almost, like, petting my forehead. And, you know, and she was very calmly talking to me throughout the whole process, telling me that I was doing a good job, this, that, and the other thing, right? I'm just, like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm trying not to talk because I'm conscious that he's working in my mouth but I'm trying to also acknowledge because she's talking to me and in my mind I was like it's polite I have to respond somehow all of a sudden he pulls one of the teeth I just see a gout of blood just a splurt of blood spray up out of my mouth and like I visually saw it and to me it was like seeing Yosemite I was like oh my god it's like a fountain I started laughing my ass off (laughs) (laughs) The doctor had to pull like he pulled out he pulled all the tools and instruments out. He said the doctor started chuckling slightly. The nurse is like, Are you okay? And I could not stop laughing. I tried to stand up and she's like, No, 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 we're not done. You have two more teeth to pull. And I was like, I gotta go. She's like, where are you gonna go? I was like, I have to go home, I think. <laughs> she's she's like, Did you drive here? I was like, No, my mom drove. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the most surreal i will say out of all the times i've ever had teeth pulled my wisdom teeth i did not feel a thing Again, i felt things after the fact oh for sure after the fact i was miserable like I especially remember a few I got, hours
2: like, after my, yeah my grandmother took me i got my teeth pulled and you know the doctor was like all right he gave me like just enough med. he's like hey you know i'm i you know you i didn't want to give you extra he's like because you know i didn't want to give you too much he's like so you're, you're good to go he's like it might start to wear off once you get, you know, on your way home. And I was like, okay, I got in the car and then like we're, we're driving home and we're about to get in the freeway. I look at my grandma and these tears just well up in my eyes and I'm like, my mouth hurts and I want a cheeseburger.
1: Yeah. Exactly uh, what I was thinking. That's, you can ask Rob this week after I had my tooth pulled, one of the first, like one of the things I mentioned to him, cause like. It, Rob was super sweet. He got me pudding. He got me applesauce. I had a bunch of just soft foods that I knew I could eat. Um, I, After, like, I think on the second see, like, day. I'd be
2: like, chucking pudding across the room. Like, I don't want pudding.
0: I want a cheeseburger.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, <gasps> on, that happened
0: later in the week. Yeah, <laughs> on, on,
1: like, the second day, I attempted mac and cheese, but it still was a little too solid, so I went back to the applesauce and the pudding. By the second day, by the end of the second day, start of the third day, I remember I had written Rob a text. He was in the other room, but I just I couldn't talk. My jaw hurt really bad, and I wrote him a message on Discord saying pizza, chicken wings, burger, bacon, these are all things that I want as soon as I can eat solid foods all at the same time. Like, I don't care. I'm tired of fucking pudding. <laughs> I could not stand pudding anymore. Like, I don't have much of a sweet tooth. Like, I like pudding. Um, but like the thought, it literally got to the point where like the thought of having a bowl of ice cream or another little pudding cup or whatever was Did literally making me, it, it was making me nauseous. I was like, I can't. It I can't, do I just can't. No. Yeah.
0: So he, he yelled at me for making grilled cheese for myself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: You selfish I, bastard. I remember because I had
1: gone to sleep. I had taken some. I had gotten some pain meds that made me sleepy, and I I went and laid down and I fell asleep. I woke up and I smelled grilled cheese, and I was like, no, no. And then I came out, and my first instinct was, okay, I must just be smelling something. Maybe I'm having a stroke because I didn't see the griddle turned like it wasn't turned on. It wasn't plugged in. But then I saw the spatula in front of it, and I was like. You son of a bitch. So I went to Rob's <laughs> room, I was like, fuck you for making grilled cheese for yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I tried to eat things, like I ate a bunch of after helper because I knew he hated that, but yeah. So I was like, well, he's asleep. I'll make some grilled cheese. And he got up and yelled at me when he woke up. <laughs> that's, funny. that's funny as
2: shit.
1: So yeah, so that's kind of been my week. Uh, I just finally, uh, like last night, I had... Uh, chicken wings. Uh, my mouth is still a little sore slash like tender on the right-hand side, but I'm able to kind of chew things a little bit better and more conscientiously on my left side. Um, so I'm, I'm just happy that I'm able to eat solid foods again. Um, I, I'm trying to stay away from things that are, like, crunchy. So, like, sadly, I haven't tried pizza yet because I don't know how, like, some of the toppings or, like, the crust will be, like the dough. Um, cause I know some pizza places, the crust and the dough is a little crunchy and I, you know, I, I, have a hard time with like harder things. Um, but yeah, so thankfully I'm, a, I'm at least into solid, more solid foods than pudding. Now we have a, a, a fridge half full of pudding that I, I'm not going to want to eat.
2: <laughs> don't blame you buddy, but don't blame you in the slightest. So that Whatever.
1: was, that was my, my, my venture into the dentist. Um, although I will say going in, so I have really bad anxiety, which is why they have to, I have to have like a volume. Like they have to prescribe me something just to keep my blood pressure low enough
2: before you go in there.
1: Right. Um, and so I went in there and like, even up to the point where I was in the chair, and they were giving me the shots and everything like I was like fidgeting and I couldn't stop moving there. And the nurse was like, are you OK? I was like, I don't know. I'm about to have a tooth pulled. I, I get like this every single time. And, and the doctor was there and she's like, it's fine. You know, we're going to do everything we can. If, if anything hurts at all, just raise your hand and we'll just numb you up some more. Right. And I told her, and, and I have had problems in the past with like specifically the shots of like Novocaine that they give you. And apparently the one dentist I went to the first time I went to this place, cause I, I now go to a, a place called urgent dental care. It's, it was a place that I didn't have to make an appointment. Like I could just call them and they just, they told me, okay, yeah, we can take you or come in tomorrow or whatever. You know, I didn't have to schedule like a month in advance. And um, they had essentially told me and they explained to me that based off of my x-rays and, and prior knowledge, it's because of where the nerve clusters are and my gums apparently are just slightly off-centered or, or, or off from, from normal. Um, and I tried telling the doctor that. She's like, okay, I, I get it. There's, you know, whatever. And uh, she gave me two shots, and I was like, oh man. Now, the worst I've ever had is my original dentist. I remember when I was a kid, I had the same dentist for years and years and years. Now, when I was in my 20s, I had to go and I had to have a a tooth just worked on. It wasn't even getting it pulled. And he, I remember he had to drill, he was drilling it, so it had to have been like a cavity or something just getting filled. But he gave me, I think, upwards of like nine shots of Novocaine Before I finally didn't feel it. Um, And it it wasn't just in my head, like it was like legitimately, I just kept feeling it every single time he drilled. And I think that's why I have such bad anxiety. But this time she gave me two shots, and now my anxiety was going, you know, farther and farther because I was like, God damn, she only gave me two. I'm gonna fucking, this is gonna suck. I'm gonna be in so much pain. And she's like, Okay, you're gonna feel me wiggling around. And I did. And then she's like, all done. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, you're good to go. Just bite down on this gauze. I literally, no joke, broke down in tears in the dentist office. And the nurse is like, are you okay? Why are you crying? I was like, you guys are so sweet. I had, it was literally the best, quickest, least painful experience at a dentist I had ever had. And it it drove me to tears.
2: Yeah, I'm with you, buddy. I, I fucking hate the dentist. Me too. I will go almost to any doctor's appointment before I go to my dentist appointment. I know because I've, I've canceled my dentist appointment for, like, the dumbest reasons. The past, like, I don't know, uh, like, eight times. <laughs> yeah. Like, I went to this dentist that I, I, I go to now because I literally cracked a filling at work. Um, Like at, like, 5 a.m. as I was getting ready to leave in, like, 35, 40 minutes mm-hmm. crack a filling. And I was like, fuck. Well, I called them. They get me in, like, the next day. I was like, all right, cool. So, did that. Then, like, all right, well, we got to schedule you for, like, an actual, like, checkup and cleaning. I was like, all right, cool. And then, like, they called me, like, hey, you're still going to be on for this appointment on this day? I was like, Ooh, sorry. No, yep. I'm going to have to move that a week back. Yep. <laughs> like, yep, nope, my job just moved me. Uh, I'm actually about four hours north where I was uh, at least for a couple of months here. I'll give you guys a call back when I get down there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> just like
1: the... Dude, I, I make up the dumbest excuses to get out of, like... D- and, like, you legitimately, you don't have to Don't lie. even need
2: an excuse. You don't know really even need one. You can just be
1: like, nah, <laughs> I'm not coming in. Uh, yeah, you know it's it's not their job. Ju- like they can't fire you gonna, like, as a as a you know uh, right. as a patient. Sure they, you can. Know. they can. They can. Well, yeah. Actually,
2: right? but, like it's this, I don't care. Right. right. And, yeah. I don't know. It's just I don't I mean, know. I'm just saying though. Like, why do I feel the need? Like, I have to have an excuse to not go. Like, they don't really give a shit. But like, right. I feel that I have to. Like, be like, no, no, no. I'm not a little bitch. I'm telling you, not a little bitch. I just <laughs> don't want to do, I can't do because of X, Y, and Z. Otherwise, I'd be there with bells on. You better believe it.
0: I totally agree. I haven't gotten a new dentist since I moved up here and I have two of my teeth have actually cracked and I still have not gone to the dentist because they don't hurt. So I'm just like, fuck it. I don't want to go to the dentist because they're going to pull these and I don't want
1: to. Well, I mean, eventually that is something that you, I mean, you, Sadly, yeah, I'm gonna have to. Yeah, you're gonna have to put it off as long as I can. Well, as long as it doesn't become like a health risk for you, because I mean, those, I mean, a tooth infection is probably one of the worst pains I've ever felt.
0: Well, that's what I mean. I don't feel any pain; like it doesn't hurt. So, like, not in the slightest. So, uh, I'm just gonna put it off until it does start to hurt.
1: (laughs) I mean, that's exactly what I did too. You know. Like, you know how, like, leading up to me having to get that tooth pulled, I I kept having the really bad headaches? Mm -hmm. It's because it was a tooth infection. Mm -hmm. You know, then they give you the antibiotics that they want you to take for a week, and the antibiotics clears up the infection, which makes the headache go away. And I was half planning on just being like well the antibiotics worked I don't have a headache anymore I'm not in pain so I guess I can just not go to the dentist (laughs) but then I didn't want to run the risk of it getting reinfected so I was like fuck it obviously there's something wrong with the tooth just pull the tooth Uh you know and I'm, I'm the thing is I'm fucking dead scared of root canals because I've known several people in my life who have had root canals and then they've they've had bad experiences with them like the crown's falling out, and this, that, and the other thing, and they keep having to go back to have that same tooth worked on. So it's like, no, okay, root canals are super expensive. I don't want something bad to happen to where I have to go back and have something worked on again because you know a fucking thing fell out. Just pull the goddamn tooth. I just just get it done and over with. Then I don't have to deal with that tooth anymore. You know, eventually, yeah, eventually I'm going to end up being, they're like, oh, well, you know, you're not, eventually you're not going to have any teeth. It's like, man, when my dad was 30, like 33, he didn't have any teeth and he never had a problem talking. He never had a problem eating. The only things he couldn't eat was like corn off the cob. You know, he'd have to cut his corn off the cob. Other than that, like he ate pizza. He ate steak. He ate steak faster than I could eat steak. You know, and I had a mouthful of teeth. You know, so, whatever. Plus, I mean, hey, you can always get dentures if I really want to. So I'm not overly concerned about it. Ideally, I just want to get into a position where I never have to see a dentist again. Ever. For any reason.
2: That would be ideal. I mean, yeah, that would be ideal. Like, a, I think me, myself, and a lot of other people. I, I think dentist is probably the most hated, yeah, fucking like, uh, like subspecialty of medicine,
1: and they know it, you know. But, and that's honestly, on. honestly, that's why it, it drove me to tears the last time, too, is because like you never have good dental experiences, like, you never go to the dentist and like, is and like, am happy about it, you know. But I left that one extremely happy and grateful that I didn't feel pain. It was super quick and they were super nice about it.
2: I mean, the dentist I go to is pretty cool. They're actually like more like high tech and futuristic. So they have a VR headset when you're in there and when you're getting your work done, they'll put a VR headset on you and you can watch Netflix and shit like right there. So you don't even have to like hear, they have like headphones and stuff going. You don't have to hear or see anything. It's kind of cool, but still, it's still the dentist. Yeah. And like, this is
1: just unnecessarily expensive uh, that's fair yes very much um well okay well I mean that's all I gotta say about dentists I won't bore everybody we've talked 20 minutes about dentists I mean that's fine um I know one thing that we wanted to talk about too and you know maybe we'll do a, a, a more in depth uh review of it uh but I did want to touch upon uh the stranger the newest stranger things season I believe it was season 4 4 5 I think 4 4, four. 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 um so spoiler alerts if you haven't watched stranger things season 4 yet go watch it I highly recommend it it's a good season I thought it was if a you good season
2: stranger things yet what are you doing with your life go watch it yeah
1: no joke um,
2: it's a good show.
1: So, spoiler alerts heading forward for I don't know the next X amount of time. Uh, so, this season, every season they've had a D and D esque reference monster. You know, the first season was the Demigorgon. Second season was the Mind Flayer. Uh, the third season, because me and Rob rewatched it was a continuation I believe of the Mind Flayer. Am I wrong on that yeah. one, Rob? Maybe
0: yeah, you're... no, that's correct. Um
1: the fourth season was the introduction of Vecna as the monster. Um we also got to int- we were introduced to my, one of my favorite characters and by far a character involved in my probably my favorite scene of Stranger Things so far. Uh, and that's Eddie, who when you meet him, you, you when you meet him, you're like, "Oh, this guy's kind of an asshole, but he he grows on you, and he's he's the dungeon master of their high school d and d club, the Hellfire Club. Um, and well, let me let me just ask you ask you both this. So far, out of, of the four seasons, where would you rank this as far as uh like would you rank this in like your is this like your fourth favorite season like your least favorite is it your most favorite uh is it somewhere in the middle like where would you rank this let's start with Rob mm, i
0: Probably, I'd probably put it at, like, number two, right after the first season.
2: Okay, yeah, I'm I'm probably right there with you on that. Yeah, I'm in mean the same one. It's right for me. I think it goes uh first season, this season, second season, third season. The yep. Russian subplot was not my favorite, but I did really like the Robin and – um fuck, what's his name? Steve. Steve, uh, like, the Steve and Robin, like, well, the Steve, like, character growth and the Robin, like, introduction. in three. That was, like, my favorite part, but I did, honest to God, I hated the Russian subplot. Yeah. And I hated it in this, too, but it wasn't, like, awful.
1: Now, I will say there was a, a a few Easter eggs, um, and I didn't notice it at first when it first happened, when me and Rob watched it. Uh, Rob, you know, do you, you remember at the end when Hopper in the prison grabbed that sword and you're like, where did you get the sword? And then we remember that they it was, they had a weapon rack. Yeah. Yep. That sword was the sword was uh, was Conan's sword.
0: Yeah, yeah uh, I, saw, I saw. I uh, saw that.
1: Um, I didn't I didn't I didn't recognize it at first.
0: I didn't realize it until I read the article. I was like it was that it was the actual prop sword too. Like they got it from the Conan set.
1: Yeah. Um Man, Hopper lost a lot of weight for season four. I'll say that. Um what's that? He got buff buff. He did. Um so we all ranked them pretty much the same as far as you know in the order of of what we think, you know, best to worst. And I mean, I really don't think there's a bad season. I think the show in, in general is all around a good show. Um but man, I, I, I as much as I want to continue talking about it, man, dude, the Master of Puppets scene where Eddie's playing the guitar on top of the trailer, I got so pumped for that scene. Um yeah, hands down, probably my favorite scene in the entire series. Same. So and I mean I, I'm a long time Metallica fan and I think they chose the perfect song. Uh the lead into it was great. Um I really feel bad for that character. Um at the same time, I do understand and and like so again, I already said spoilers, I'm sad that he's dead, but I'm glad at the way they had him go out, if that makes sense, right you know it does. Uh, I mean, he went out like a champ, he
2: did. but he went out went out on top
1: yeah well he went out on the on the ground, but yeah <laughs> I, I, I get it um, now devin watching it through because I know me and Rob like we were able to, when we were watching it we were able to talk back and forth and we had different theories and things like that uh, watching the newest season. Did you have any inkling of who Vecna was
2: uh, before they no. had that reveal? No. But then, like, it's funny. Like, after the reveal, I look at it, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. But, like, before, I was like, I didn't really have, like, I didn't really, like, the prosthetics. Like, I didn't even tell the same actor. But, yeah. No, I had no, oh, uh, am I muted? No, No, am No. And I had no real inkling of it, um on who it could be until they kind of were playing. I kind of figured it out a little bit as they were like in the process of the reveal, like doing the backstory and everything. Ew. I was like, Oh, it's fucking, what's his name? What's his nuts? But I, yeah, I didn't have like a, a hundred percent like, um, like idea. See, I I remember. And Rob,
1: correct me if I'm misremembering, but I, I, I remember I had a couple different theories on who it could be. I know at at one time we thought, okay, well maybe it's going to end up being the old man, but then Vecna was around before then, you know, before that guy was dead. And then the second they showed that guy, you know, number one, before we find Mm. out that he was the first one, I remember the second they showed him, I was like, ah, there's something wrong with this guy. Like, yeah. he just had that face. Like, he had that, that that face like, oh, this guy's, he's bad news somewhere. But then they had me tricked when we found out that he was number one, but he was helping Eleven. I was like, oh, I don't understand now. Like, I, I, I feel like he's a bad guy, but he's seeming really nice. <laughs> you know? Now, Rob, did you have, I forget what some of your theories, did you, did you... Who did you think Vecna was during it? Or, or did you think it was just another entity and not somebody that had been shown, I
0: guess? Uh, well, I, at first I had thought it was the, the guy, but then they, they figured out he was still alive or whatever, the one that tore his eyes out. Like, at first I had thought it was him until they found out he was still alive and in prison or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, And then, I don't think... Yeah, I think I just kind of, like... I didn't realize, like, that Dechna was, like, the number one was the little boy that moved into the house. So, I don't know. I don't think I really had a theory about who it was.
1: I do remember that being kind of a twist to me, like, I didn't realize that that little boy was one.
0: Yeah, neither did I.
1: Um Man, I I don't know, like I without doing like an in-depth like moment by moment review, I like I can't even really pick out any great scenes like I actually enjoyed part of the prison scene. Um I, I'm with Rob 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 had made an a, a mention devin and maybe 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 it's something that I don't know if maybe you had the same thought um, or whatnot but when Joyce and that conspiracy guy I don't remember his name uh, went and met that Russian pilot to get flown into Russia to go save hopper and they were drugged. Their coffee was drugged because that guy was going to just bring them to that, uh, the warden or whatever of that prison. Mm-hmm. One thing that Rob, like s like, Rob did that like slow head turn to me and was like, are you trying to tell me this conspiracy theory nut wouldn't have, you know, would have actually drank that coffee?
0: Yeah. I was like, he would have just drank coffee a stranger gave him. Yeah. Not <laughs> only way. a stranger,
1: but a Russian stranger. Yeah. I Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I don't think that guy would have drank that coffee. Like, but I mean, I get why they did it now. They had to have knocked him out somehow. I guess there could, I guess Joyce could have been the one who gotten drugged and maybe that guy went to go fight him and got knocked out. But then we had to find out later on that this guy actually knows, you know, hand-to-hand combat uh, to some degree, because uh, then they ended up fighting on the plane or on the helicopter. No, it was a plane the first one was a plane then they flew in the helicopter anyway there's a lot of back and forth uh, 11 fucking kicked a whole lot of ass eventually um, yeah I don't know what was your favorite scene Well, other than the Metallica concert scene what was your guys' favorite scene
2: Um, my, I think my favorite scene for me was honestly, probably, uh, fuck, what's his name? The conspiracy theory nut guy. What's his fucking name? Yeah, I don't remember. I I should know his name, but it's when he, like, all his, like, bullshit paid off (laughs) for him (laughs) and he became, like, an ass-kicking guy because he's, like, has karate, he's, like, talking himself. Yeah, uh. Yeah, and uh, that was my favorite scene. I can't think of his name.
0: When they were on the plane, you mean, where he was like, I know
2: karate. Yeah, but but, like, he's like, I know, like, he's like, explaining it to her. He's like, I know karate. He's like, well, I've only sparred with, like, and beaten, like, 13-year-olds or whatever. yeah, kids. Kids. But then, like, he actually has, like, his moment. He's just like, wait a minute, I can do this. (laughs) And then he becomes, like, badass, like, badass karate ass kicker throughout the film.
1: Rob, what about you?
0: Um well one of my favorite scenes I think is when uh Max is in like Vecna's house and then she's running at the end towards the like open doorway and you're not sure if she's gonna make it there. Like that was one of the ones that I liked. Okay. Where the they ha she has that song playing and she's running and like everything's crashing all around her and yep. she's running for the open door.
1: Yeah. I will say, other than the Metallica scene, one of my scenes led to probably one of one of Rob's, I'm sure, favorite moments—not necessarily scenes. So, but like my one of my favorite scenes was when Eleven had escaped that facility, and they had like the military sniper copter like zeroing in on her and he kept making shots but she oh. was like she was like making the copter wave back and forth so she he kept missing and then eventually she just slammed it to the ground and blew fucking everything up yeah <laughs> now the reason why i say this is one of rob's probably favorite moments and i'm only guessing is because he actually got to prove me wrong for once <laughs> um because I, I i i i admit i thought there were two helicopters Uh, and Rob was like, no, I'm pretty sure there was only one, so we rewound it. And it was only one, but because of the way they shot it, I was seeing the shadow from the first helicopter on the ground behind it, and I thought that that was the second helicopter. So... I was wrong. I admitted it. It doesn't happen often.
0: I bought I Was Right t-shirts.
1: Yeah, you can you can buy them in the merch store. <laughs> Rob was white right once.
2: Rob uh, never right. Even when he's right, he's never right.
1: Well, he hasn't officially made it to broken clock status yet.
2: <laughs>
1: you were right once. You haven't been right twice yet. Broken <laughs> clock is right twice a day. But I give him shit. I just. All in all though I, I think the I, I think yeah I, overall the season I thought was phenomenal um I I like um how intense their D&D game was when they got uh Erica I believe is the little sister's name to fill in and they were they were actually fighting Vecna um and I know a lot of people, and I read this, there was an article where people got kind of upset uh, when, I, I guess, Eddie had made some offhanded comment about inquiring what class, what class she was. And she had made a comment about you know, essentially like being a dwarf or something. She had made some sort of comment where they answered in a way where it was she answered as being a race other than a class in D&D. And they're like, oh, they don't really know what they're talking about as far as D&D, blah, 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 blah. Like she might have said dwarf or whatever. I want to reiterate and I want to remind people. Now, first off, it's a goddamn TV show. First and foremost, uh, which which is important for my next point uh, after this. But second, in older editions of D&D, like second edition D&D, you have to remember Elf wasn't a race. You couldn't be an Elf Ranger or whatever. Elf was a class. Um, Why that was? I don't know. That was just how it was back in the day. Uh, I don't remember the lore behind it or the story behind it. Um, So, you know, you got to keep that kind of open-minded interpretation of it. Now, another thing that was brought up in that same article that I read, and the Duffer brothers who created the Stranger Things show commented on it, was that... The time that this took place, it was like the mid-80s or something like that, mid to late-80s, is when this particular season was taking place. Um, Vecna hadn't been introduced in the D&D lore until, I think, the 90s. So Vecna wasn't around at the time that this Stranger Things was supposed to have taken place. And the Duffer brothers commented saying that they knew that, but they wanted to take the, you know, they had the visual concept for the character they wanted and they wanted to associate it with a D and D villain or, or monster that was iconic to some degree. Um, and so they just went with it. They, they honestly, they pretty much said that they didn't care that they wanted to use Vecna because it fit, you know what I mean? And, and I'm personally, I'm not mad about it. I I don't understand. Like I'm starting to have, especially like I read something about the new Sandman show and I had mentioned it to Rob and it's like, I I'm really tired of people just finding things to nitpick about. Especially when it comes to a show that is has a good story like Stranger Things or, or Sam Man is visually appealing on on multiple different angles you know and and is time it, for the most part is time appropriate. like they went through and like for to make a show like Stranger things now look like it was literally made back then. You know, keeping the authenticity of the clothing, the decor of the houses, things like that. Who the fuck cares if they change one detail to make the story better? You know what I mean? Yeah. I I just, I'm getting real tired of people nitpicking little tiny things like that. Like, Devin, for instance, I know you haven't watched, you've only watched part of the first episode of Sandman. The one, it's not even a spoiler.
2: I know, but I mean, I know about Sandman. Like, I know it's one of my favorite comics. Good. Morpheus is one of my favorite characters.
1: So the one thing that I read about an article, and people were blowing, I guess people were having a thing on Twitter about it, is there are certain angles and certain shots in the show where it's visually distorted on, on, like, the sides, or, like, the characters seem a little bit more elongated than they should be because of camera distortion. And people were people were getting up in arms, saying, "Oh, is it just me, or is it my TV?" Uh, and they're like, "Oh no, it's the show." And they're like, "Why are they doing this?" And it's like, dude, it's a fucking show. And like, even the the makers of you know the people who made Sandman and and, and whatnot were like, they did it because yeah, of the, the visual effects of the show.
0: Yeah, he he told this to me, and I was like, "It's a show about a, the." Master of Dreams, of course it's going to be like a little funky. That's what it's yeah. like, that's what it's about.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, just people, I don't know.
2: And I mean like, hold on. Like,
0: I think people
1: on. just have to have something to bitch about or to complain about nowadays. Like, they can't just watch a show and, and enjoy the show for what it is.
2: Like, it makes no sense to complain about that. Like, look at the Art, let me get a good picture of it. Look at the art style.
1: Um, uh, I think I already know what picture you're going to send to.
2: No, not necessarily. I'm just saying, like, even just, like, the general picture of... Can yeah, you know, I sure get a good picture? you're fucking with you right now. Oh, i a good, like, decent picture of it, what I'm looking for. But, like, the art style is... One of those things where it, yeah, it it makes sense to me. Like, even the original, like, art style that, like, I'm used to of, like, The Endless is a little off or a little wonky. Like, the original, like, the art style itself's off and wonky. Right. Yeah. It's not, like, neat and clean, like, or here's, like, another panel from, like, the original comic. It's not, like, this, like, neat, clean right or like this one here like you could say those are three different characters (laughs) almost and they're not yeah and i mean i don't know it's just like fun 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 uh fun little tidbit of information as we're talking about sandman real quick um part of roy's powers or part of roy reason why i wanted the path of morpheus it's it it is one of my favorite paths of thaumaturgy was I actually basing a little bit of uh, Roy off of Morpheus? I do really enjoy.
1: Yeah, uh, and I mean, here's a tidbit for you. I know that it's been a while since you've played in my D and D world. Um, in my D and D world, we have some we have something called the Council of Seven. Um, essentially, it's I, I, I mean we took it from Sandman, you know. You have entities that are greater than even gods, uh, who were in charge and, and like in in my world they are the ones who created the deities and then the deities kind of like overflowed and like created humanity and this that and the other thing and but you have people like dream and desire
2: uh death I mean, death is the strongest of arguably almost any kind of character because everything dies. Exactly. Um, I mean, and even like, even
1: in my world, I have made it known, like in my world, fate fate is, is one of the, one of the council. They were the first ones created by, you know, Lux and umbricks, which is, you know, light, your, your typical light versus dark. That's how the world, that's how the universe started. Um, And then they created Fate, which was the first, you know, being, essentially. And then Fate created the rest of the quote-unquote council in my world. Uh, And when they made Death, you know, Fate, even though Fate was made first, Death is the only one capable of literally killing anything. Mm -hmm. Including Fate, you know. And, And, you know, Death said it best... In Sandman, like, they were there at the beginning. They're going to be the ones at the end. You know? Um, and, like, I was telling Donnie about that. And I was telling, and, you know, I was giving him examples of all the different things that I pulled from. Like, in my creation of the universe with, like, the, you know, the light and dark, I kind of pulled that from Supernatural. You know, you had God, and then you had Amara. Amara who was literally the darkness, you know, and I just took that and I changed a few aspects of it. And those were my original things. And then they had a fight, which caused you know, their big bang theory, you know, which created fate. And then it just kind of spiraled from there, you know, as a DM, I pull from all different sources of material that I thoroughly find enjoyment of. Right. And it's my way of adding it to my story is my way of sharing the things that I care the most about with other people.
2: Yeah. And one of my favorite quotes, it's, uh, it's, it's said by death. It's a quote in the comics by death. It's like, cause she says, uh, when the first living things existed, I was there waiting. When the last living things dies, my job will be finished. I'll put the chairs on the table, turn off the lights and lock the universe behind me when I leave. Yeah,
1: we've literally. I, I, yep. I, I. That is something that is said in the show. Me and Rob literally just watched that episode last night. Yeah, no, it's
2: literally, <laughs> but it's true. Like, it, it, it's it true. Like, and the thing is, I love about what I love about the, like, death is in death. Like, there's no, it's she. Since she is the concept of death, and like, really, the endless in generals, so they're all the concepts of them. Right, they are multiversal. They're not like. Yeah. So like, she's gonna like leave that universe and go kill in the next universe. Yep. Like, she just jumps universe to universe because there's only one death. There's not the and, you know.
1: And see, like, and- I love the fact that, especially in the comics, they made death pleasant. Like, I mean, may- maybe maybe not the not the action of dying. Maybe but,
2: wasn't yeah, pleasant. Well, I mean, in a weird way. If you like really like want to get like metaphysical and weird with like like in life in general. Let's get weird, death, Devin. <laughs> death kinda is peaceful and is yeah. good. It's you know, it's the the act of dying sucks a lot of the time. But like death is the one it's the one absolute that you are guaranteed to be free. You're free of your you know you're free of your of your physical form and you know you move on to whatever's next if there is anything right right but you're you're free of the pain you're free of the suffering you're free of just the imagine and you really can't imagine this because like there's never been the closest thing to this is being probably like a newborn child, but even then I don't think that's the case uh imagine just having no worry like about anything yeah and that's like it's it's impossible to actually fathom that but like imagine having no worry about anything ever like you just everything you know there you are not responsible for anything and that's like it is in a weird way death is peaceful like death is i'm not saying death's a good thing it's but it is peaceful.
1: Right. Um, I Remind me after this, Devin, if you haven't watched already, I shared something with Donnie uh, yesterday. It was Neil Gaiman sat down and he watched the trailer for Sandman. And, you know, he would pause it every so often and he would explain you know, oh, this is such and such character, this is the actor or actress who played them, and, you know, this is how they were when I wrote them, you know, when he wrote them, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But in the end of that, you know, interview or the snippet or whatnot, he had mentioned how, you know, he started writing Sandman, he conceptualized Sandman back in the 80s, okay? And I believe the comic ran from, like, the late 80s into the the early to mid-90s. Something like that, um, but you know, he, he wrote this 30 years ago, and then now he he gets to see it being adapted to you know cinematic a cinematic adaptation, you know you know movie, TV show, etc. Um, and he was thankful that, you know, it took this long because he, you know, he he feels like obviously if they tried to make this show, you know, 20 years ago, it wouldn't be what it is now. Um, and he, he talks about how true to the comic, they tried staying with it um, and this, that and the other thing. And I, I asked Donnie and, whatnot, and I told him, I was like, how surreal of a feeling would that be to work on something of yours and then, you know, 30 years from now, you see it become popular enough to have a film adaptation and see it brought to actual life. You know? Mm -hmm. That must be one of the most surreal feelings in the world. But... It was, it was a good little interview with him, and, and he did a breakdown of, of the trailer, and, uh, you know, he showed uh, the, some of the similarities, and he talked about some of the differences, and, um, you know, this, that, and the other thing, so, but yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, that's our little stint I mean, in the cement. I summit. love Neil Gaiman's
2: yeah. work in general, honestly. I
1: have a question for Rob now. I know we haven't finished Sandman, and without giving away any spoilers, even though, I mean, Devin's read a lot of the comics, so he would know a lot of the characters anyway. So far, as far as what we've watched, Rob, who is your favorite character?
0: In Sandman? Yeah. Dream? Dream?
1: Okay, well, other than... Because Dream's the, <laughs> literally the main character.
0: Uh, I would probably say Death, then.
1: Okay. You you enjoyed their interpretation of Death? Yeah. Right on.
0: I don't know, that from this picture, who's the one standing in between Dream and Desire? Because that might be my favorite.
1: <laughs> the shirtless pirate-looking dude?
0: <laughs> yeah. It's Wrath, if I remember correctly.
1: Listen, Rob. <laughs> Whoever it is, he's more than just a piece of meat, alright?
2: Uh, not Wrath. What's his name? Um, fucking... Hold on. What the fuck is that guy's name? Now I'm like, now I gotta... I, I will know. say something that destruction. I... Don't... Destruction. destruction. That's destruction. I, just... I,
1: I don't think that they have... Destinated. properly been able to show yet... But you know the guy that I pointed out in the show, Rob, who have uh, who has like the weird eyes. Essentially, he looks like he has yeah. no eyes when he takes his glasses off. Mm-hmm. Those are supposed to be mouths, by the way. Oh, he has little tiny eye mouths.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And his whole thing is he goes around and he he like rips out other people's eyes, and then he eats them using his eye mouths. And it, al- and it allows him to <laughs> see and experience what that person has seen and experienced. Mm. So, I forget that character's name. It's, uh... Fuck. Devin, who's the eye mouth guy? The Nightmare that uh, runs rampant?
2: Fuck. I can't remember his name. I almost either. want to say it starts to see...
1: Uh, I feel like it starts with a C. The Corinthian? Corinthian, yeah, yeah. So. But anyway, uh, Rob, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about? I mean, we've kind of covered a small little gambit of things and, and whatnot. I don't know if there's anything you wanted to bring up mm. specifically to chat about.
0: Not really, although the the shirtless guy comment reminded me of one of my other favorite parts of freaking uh, Stranger Things. Oh, boy. Because it was funny. When when Steve takes his shirt off to go jump in the lake and whatever, and the the guys on the shore, they're like, oh, my God, he's so hairy. And and Dustin's like, yeah, I told him he should save, but he says that the ladies love the rug. And then Max is like, let me see. And then she's staring for a long time, and they're like, Max? Max. <laughs> yep.
1: I like how I like how in that scene Eddie's just like really, really you gotta. And then when Eddie decides to jump in the water, he just goes with all of his clothes on. He's like, "Fuck, that. I'm just <laughs> going. Fuck it." Uh, Devin, is there anything else that you'd like to bring up before we end? Because we're right around that hour mark, so. Uh,
2: no, I think I'm good. Alright. good talking to you guys. Yeah. Um.
1: Trying to think. I don't think there's anything else I need to bring up either. So I think that's where we're going to end it. Uh, actually, before, before we go to a science corner with Rob, which will give Devin time to find life advice with Devin, I will okay. say there's two things, Rob, that I forgot to send you. Oh, yeah. One of which was a joke thing that I came across, and then the other thing was I'm sure again probably one of those articles where I it was clickbait, and if I you know as I I didn't even read the article, I saw the headline, I was gonna send it to you, but you probably would have been like this is dumb. Um, but the first one was it showed like this weird thing and it says oh yeah NASA scientists uh, discovers new life on another planet or whatever, and I read the article, and it was a it was a scientist playing a joke by taking a microscopic photograph of a piece of sausage.
0: Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yep, yep. Uh, so yeah, was- it wasn't that they discovered life. He said that it was a close up of the closest star near oh, us. Yeah, through yeah. The yeah. telescope, yeah.
1: Uh, and I was going to send you that one, so you've already seen that. And then I saw an article about, I guess, scientists saw for the first time ever s- something coming out of a black hole.
0: Yeah. Uh, y- yeah, that does sound vaguely familiar. I may have read about that too.
1: So I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know how important that is scientifically. I'm assuming pretty important seeing as though black holes are supposedly supposed to like consume everything, right?
0: Yeah, uh, I think it was Hawking's that had a uh, uh, a theory that. Black cells had to expel some kind of energy in order to not continuously like grow. Like, as they got so big, they would expel some kind of energy and shrink back down and then start to grow again. Uh, so I think that's that's kind of just proving that theory. I don't remember what it's called, though. Right. It's some kind of radiation, I think. But yeah. But All that's right. the, the, the first time they've actually seen it happen. But they kind of theorized that it did happen, I guess.
1: Gotcha. Um, do you actually do you have something for the Science Corner this week?
0: Uh, just a short one. Um, they found a a viral link between multiple sclerosis, so they might have new ways to treat it. Oh,
1: well, that's good. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, I know in the past uh, I, I had helped uh, raise money for that particular um, uh, is it a disease affliction. I guess. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it would be classified as. Um, I know some people who suffer from it. so. Um, I had something else to say. Did you also see that thing that they, they saw on, on one of the planets? Like the rock with the face on it or some shit like that? I'm sure, uh, I'm sure it was just a shadow, and it just made it look like a face.
0: But yeah, well, a while ago they found a stone that looked like a face on Mars. But yeah, it was just from being weathered. Yeah. I don't know if that's it, but
1: yeah. that's probably it. Uh, <laughs> Devin, do you have a life advice with Devin?
2: Um, I do, kind <clears throat> of, sort of. Uh, I forgot like the exact. I had it, and then I forgot like the exact verbiage when I I had it. But I do have something. Hold on a second here. You see, I might be lucky, dude. I, like, leave it pulled up, and I was, like, looking around. It was, it was like, I really liked it. It's not there. I would just, if I was a smart person, I would have saved it, but I'm not a smart person. I ain't no smart man. Um...
1: You slide down the banister of life. May all the splinters be facing the right way. That's always my go-to. every time. The, uh,
2: the 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 effective way of what I was what it was was um people always think like the journey of life is about becoming about like becoming something like, becoming who you want to be, but in reality, it's about losing the qualities that stop you from being who you already are. All right. All right. You know, as as life goes on you realize more and more like who you really are as a person. Um and that's kind of I think it. Because with life comes experience and things like that. And every experience ideally should make you more who you really want to be or who you truly are as a person. So in life's not always life's not the journey of life's not always about, you know, accumulating um New personalities or new ideals, it's about losing the ones that's stopping you from realizing who you truly are.
1: I will also say if If in life one door closes and another door opens, you might have ghosts. I I'm
0: can't. just saying, oh Jesus. Uh, I have an old Irish proverb that my ex-wife used to always say. Oh, boy. It it was, uh, uh, to our enemies, may God turn their hearts. And if he cannot turn their hearts, may he turn their ankles, so we will know them by their limping. Jesus.
1: Well, there you go. Uh, With that, everybody, where can they find you on the internet, Rob?
0: You can find me on Twitter at Confessor underscore X and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Confessor X.
1: And where can they find you on the interwebs, Devin? You guys can find me on
2: Twitter at dmp underscore pookie. You can find me on Twitch at Mr. D3. And as always, you can find me on, on eBay looking for a uh, freaking Sandman mask.
1: That is a cool-looking mask. <laughs> Although I don't know how he sees out of it.
0: Why does he breathe through his spine? <laughs> yeah, that's true.
1: Uh, as always, everybody, you can just can follow me on Twitter at JaxForceWalker all one word. On Twitch at DMWebby, and on eBay at Helping Devin Find Sandman Paraphernalia. Uh, we love you. Thank you for listening. And fuck Booster Gold. Fuck Booster Gold. <laughs> I love how when I when I sing the outro song, it's never like on key. <laughs>
0: I'm
1: never I'm never but bum at the right time.